back to the Cock and Bull Podcast. It's a history thing. My name is Spencer. Over there is not my brother, uh, but my brother from another pod. That's Jack. Jack, say hello. Hi, guys. I'm not Nathan. I don't know anything about communism, um, so look forward to that. That, I don't know is if that's what carries his energy throughout the show. Uh, it's really more of his his ability to continue to be disappointed by humanity. Would you say <laughs> okay. you still have that power within you? Yeah, I have absolutely no faith in my species, so I think I could carry that. I think that's a good power I could have. If I can limbo that bar lower, this episode will be a success. October 23rd, 1868. Nicolae Minovici was born in Ramniku Sara in Romania. Wait, is this English? Yeah, that was is actually... This, you didn't, is this in America? You I didn't recognize that? That's a famous fast food chain. Is, this is in Michigan, right? I can't say I know much about Nicolae's uh, early life as a 19th century Romanian, apart from his two older brothers and his education. He attended St. Sava National College and in 1898, at 30 years old, received his PhD in forensic science. And a minor in film studies. Yes. <laughs> that's what he wanted to do for fun. He would go on to befriend Boris Lugosi and film Dracula. Oh my God, I love this so far. His thesis was on tattoos and how they correlated to crime. Oh. Now, t- tell me he's all tatted up. <laughs> yeah, he's inked head to toe. And he was like, I don't understand why every club I join, everyone's a real bunch of rude dudes. He went to a prison and all of a sudden tattoos are growing on his arms. He's like, I think there's something behind this. I think I'm catching <laughs> it, the tattoo. It seemed odd to me, namely because in the 1800s, basically everybody that had a tattoo fell into one of two professions, um, a prostitute or an alley dwelling stab boy. So it seems kind of like you're answering your own question with that one, but I I mean, whatever, confirmation bias. Wasting no time, since there's very little else to say about his early life. During the first decade of the 20th century, while employed as a professor of forensic science at the State School of Science in Bucharest, Nikolai Minovici undertook a comprehensive study of death by hanging. Oh, my God. He wants to know a little that more. That has nothing to do with tattoos. Nothing to do with tattoos. No, no. It's That was really just all the information I could find. <laughs> I was all prepped to hear about these 1800s tattoos and, like, what the most popular one was. Like, I'm imagining this guy tatted up on, like, the heart and mom arrow through the tattoo thing. And now you're telling me about <laughs> hanging? That's such a bummer, man. Death. Ugh, okay. It'll tell you what. So as, as a little bonus, as a treat, I'll throw some tattoo lore at the end of this. Oh, sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Now, after analyzing numerous reports and statistics about the phenomenon of hanging, um, he eventually concluded that he would never really understand the subject unless he knew firsthand what it felt like to die this way. Wait, he's going to do some paranormal research? That's he's right. Gonna, he's going to do some firsthand, you know what, it's what they it's what they say. The leader is the one that puts themselves out there in the fray. So when you're studying hanging, why not hang yourself? Did he miss the class in college where they say once you die, you cannot continue your research? That's kind of like the end. You do your thesis paper and then you die. You're not supposed to write it afterwards. So he decided he's going to find out. He's going to do this firsthand. Minovici began his self-hanging experiments. Experiments is plural there, which makes me wonder. So he failed the first couple times is what you're telling me. (laughs) Exactly. He began his self-hanging experiments by constructing an auto-asphyxiation device, a hangman's knot tied into a rope that ran through a pulley attached to the ceiling. He lay down in a cot, 
placed his head through the noose and firmly tugged the other end of the rope. So if I'm reading this right, he's essentially with, <laughs> he's laying down, picture he's laying on his side, he's got the noose around his neck, he's in a cot, just just hanging, hanging free, laying down, relaxing, and with one arm, he's yanking on this rope through a pulley device, so he's effectively with one arm going to hang himself. Okay, one, two, three. Oh, that was a, that was a great success. Write that down, Martin. All right, one more time. Am I and am I am I like am I crazy or does Homeboy have like a lot of confidence in his strength? Yeah, I can yank that rope hard enough to hang myself. I'm pretty fucking jacked. I'm Nikolai Minovici. Well, maybe it's just because we're from a different time. Maybe that's how they hung people back then. Like they put them in a chair and just some guy like yanked <laughs> the, it as hard as he could. The Tractor the- Gallo. Yeah, wasn't invented yet. So they had the hangman. That's why he's so ripped in that sleeveless getup as he's just grabbing <laughs> <Tug of> that. <laughs> you see, the tug of war actually used to be a torture method to kill prisoners. <laughs> They would have a whole bunch of children on one end of the rope. They just pull it. And that's how they used to hang people. (laughs) The noose would tighten when he yanked on the rope and his face turned a purplish red. His vision blurred. He heard this constant whistling noise developing in his ears. Now, he lasted only six seconds before consciousness began to slip away, forcing him to stop. When he mentions the color of his face, I'm imagining he's doing this looking at a mirror. And there's got to be a point where you're like, worth it? Or... (laughs) He's Do like, I, I, I just, this? I, I'm terrified that at some point we're going to go down the trail where he's like, this is kind of sexy. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to drop that shoe. I'm not looking forward got- to it. And now you have me, hey, you dude. have this image of him looking at a mirror and he's like, oh man, I like this color on me. I'm looking good. Did you, um, by, did you by any chance, Jack, uh, uh, get a glance at, at last week's episode of the cock and bull? Because, um. <laughs> No, I did. What was that one about? Just a quick recap for me. I was about the dude who discovered um, electro-orgasm. Oh my god, you're starting a theme. Oh my god, I'm in the themed episodes now. I'm, I can't get out of here, can I? For the next stage of his research, Milovici brought in assistance. So that first one, he was alone. He placed the noose around his neck. Then the assistants pulled the other end of the rope with all of their might, lifting him several meters off the ground. I'm assuming this is a woman, a dominatrix, if you will. <laughs> and she's paid by the hour. I'm just assuming this is factual. It's, it's actually all of the people he met in his tattoo studies. He was like, I need someone, no questions asked, who's going to fucking hang me in my apartment. And they're like, ah, fine. He's like, great. I know tons of people who are in for strangulation. They have tons of tattoos. I'll just call him up. <laughs> Lifted several meters off the ground. First of all, fucking sweet loft apartment you've got there. Second. <laughs> Was there a safety word he had? How fast do you get lifted in the air and your neck doesn't break is what I want to know. Like, this guy's doing some good. He's clearly pushing the mold because this is already not how I thought hanging works. Immediately. Uh, if I get up too fast for my chair, I feel like I'm shocked <laughs> at this guy's endurance. Well, Jack, have you ever experienced this getting up from your chair? Uh, Because immediately his eyes squeezed shut and his respiratory tract pinched closed. Uh, He signaled frantically to be let down. In the first effort, Minovici lasted only a few seconds in the air before having to signal to be let down. But with repeated practice, he eventually managed to endure 25 seconds of swinging by his neck. He was building a fucking... uh resistance to choking he's building a theme park right by the sounds of it (laughs) 
I'm imagining this is all in the same day, and he's like, okay, I could do it even better this time. Yank! Ugh. Oh, sweet, 25 seconds. He's like a kid, like, again, you've, again. You've heard about the, the, the guys who, like, on a daily regiment, inject themselves with, like, Black Widow venom or something, right? And they're like, I, yeah, I'm building a tolerance. He's waiting for the day he's, like, sentenced to hang to death, and he's gonna have such a tolerance that, like, he's not there for five minutes, they pull him down, just gives See, a little sly wink. The problem is, I know he went to college, and he should know how antidotes work. He should know you can't have an antidote to choking. But in my head, that's what he's going for. He's like, I wish I could just create a cure for choking. How do you cure somebody of hanging? And I'm One scared he's going to figure it out. One final experiment remained. Hanging from the ceiling by a constricting hangman's knot. Minovici tied the knot, again placed his head through the noose, and gave his assistants the signal. Don't know what that signal was. I'm assuming it was like, let her rip. <laughs> no, they actually played a game of hangman beforehand. And if he lost, that was the signal. <laughs> Is there an H? <laughs> they pulled. Instantly, a burning pain ripped through his neck. The constriction was so intense that he frantically waved for the men to stop. He'd only endured four seconds and his feet hadn't even left the ground. Oh, man. He's going backwards in his research. They, as I, by the sounds of it, they extendoed his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, the trauma to his neck made it painful so much so that he couldn't swallow for an entire month. So hey, fun you don't fact, need, you kids, don't need that. This, kids, that's why you don't hang yourselves. It's going to hurt to swallow for a month. Also, like, you'll die. I'm afraid of scarves, and this asshole is going to start complaining about not being able to swallow. <laughs> I mean, though Vici's later career it wasn't quite as masochistic. He developed an interest in Romanian folk art and founded a museum that exists to this day. Milovici's oh, thank God. That's much less lethal. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, these uh, are like those Ripley's Believe It or Not exhibits. <laughs> Climb into my noose. He was the first guy that invented the uh, thing made out of nails where you push it in and it leaves your imprint. Except he didn't realize he wouldn't. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to use actual swords. How can art hurt Milovici's you? Let me think later about work that. In forensic science... And the treatment of those still living and breathing, for that matter, is credited for giving Romania its first morgue and ambulance service. Fun fact. Oh, I guess he was realizing, shit, if I died, they'd have to have somewhere to put me. Yeah, and, and his I think his obsession with the tattoos led him towards this as well. I, I can't say for certain that's what did it, but uh, in addition to being a physiologist, psychiatrist, and uh, his brothers went on to be chemists, too, I think. His development of the morgue and the ambulance service basically made him, you know, the first mortician, uh, as it were, the first, as we know them today, anyway. Um, now, his thesis on tattoos, let's bring that back around. It's a continuing piece of his legacy. As part of his um, professional and uh, personal interests, I'll say, he had a collection. A collection of tattoos. On on his body, right? Like, on uh, him. Not, not other people's tattoos. That would be crazy. That would be uh, insane. Well, you're making a lot of noises like like this is where insane's a harsh word, but this is a man choking himself I mean, for fun. A, he had a he had a book of he had a book of tattoos, other people's tattoos. Okay. Still attached to the skin. I mean, I can't judge, so do I. <laughs> I can't say I can't say I know how he got I them. Mean, the, I, the, apparently, apparently St. Sava National College plays it fast and loose with the rules, but 
apparently Russia gives out grant money for autoerotic asphyxiation. I believe it, honestly, at this point. <laughs> they give some leniency to the law as well. Tell me more about the skin book, Spencer. It's, it's lying to say I don't know how he got them. Later in life, uh, after the tattoo essay and the hanging stuff, uh, he was the mortician, and and he used that, let's call it clout, to just uh, pluck pluck him right off whichever criminal or prostitute he was working on. <sighs> he just peels it off, like, yeah. like an orange. Yep, like a clementine. <laughs> did, did people ever ask for them back? I'm assuming no. I'm assuming um, they're all dead. I'm not... I'm, I hope he's not attacking. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not flaying people. He's not like Is he a serial killer going around and like his calling card is hanging their dead body because he thinks it's funny and he takes Fuck. their tattoos. Oh Nikolai's of starting out the first tattoo removal service. I've heard do I have these lasers for these? <laughs> oh no no no! That's the that's the high up shit. No, I've got. It just pulls out a potato peeler. Oh, your daughter. <laughs> she has a butterfly tattoo on her back. Oh. God. Classic mistake. I have tons of pages on that. What was that? Excuse me? <laughs> oh, this one's in this one's in red ink. That is a rare hollow foil for me. <laughs> he goes around the uh, elementary schools trading cards with other tattoo collectors. <laughs> oh, a Charizard He's, tattoo. Um, I want that one. And he plucked these, most of them, off of the bodies of, you know, the lower class folk that wouldn't be missed. But in very rare cases, he would run across um, a rich person with a tattoo of course, their dead body. Uh, now, unlike your common pauper, it was apparently uncouth. It was against the etiquette to cut a little slice off the local burgomaster for your skin collection. So in these cases, Minovici had to just settle for sketching a copy of the tattoo before leaving the body unmolested, as it were. Ah, uh, gotcha. He had to use a stencil. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't he, he get had away to put with some, the rich... like, thin paper on him. I'm imagining him just going throughout alleyways and, like, peeling off hobo tattoos left and right. And then he gets to, like, that beautiful trimmed hedge and he's like, if only. If only I could just walk up to them and just take their skin off. Yeah, it's a real uh, Romeo and Juliet. If Romeo wanted to peel off Juliet's skin. <laughs> well, that's a sentence. Minovici skin collection, as I will call it forevermore, because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> came to my attention in a 2015 Vice article uh, because the collection popped up as an exhibit in 2015 at the Bucharest Sutu Palace Museum. Apparently it's uh, not too fucked up. Oh <laughs> my that's, god. That'll pass. That's a culture. It's right next to the exhibit of like collection of bones that look like animals and other <laughs> fucked up things that people like to collect from themselves. I went to a, a penis museum in Iceland. That was a thing. So I guess I get it. I well, guess I get it. Well, here's the thing. Those penises were probably not just received from dead corpses, right? They didn't just go and yank them off people. Or maybe they most did. Of, most of them weren't human, too. So that probably contributes to the to the couth. Well, <laughs> that of makes course. It An okay. Animals can't give consent, so it's fine. That's true. Animals <laughs> don't have rights. That, this has been right. the Cock and Bull Podcast. Uh, it is a uh, not even semi-weekly show. We just kind of put it out when we can. Nate was unavailable to record with us. Otherwise, we would have done a handful more of these. But And I wanted to bring you on, Jack, this week because, as you may know, April 21st, this coming Tuesday, you and I are debuting the second season of a little ditty about Jack and Diane. I mean, it's a ditty called Blunderphonics. That's right, Spencer. That's absolutely right. We are really excited for season two of Blunder Phonics to come up. We're going to be talking about Kanye West, of all people. Somebody you absolutely love to listen to, am I right? Well, he was my very much favorite until you told me all these dark secrets about him. They'll have to listen to the podcast to find that one out. 
I'm not going to shed any secrets. For the uninitiated, Blunder Phonics is a bit like what you just heard, only Jack tells me an equally um, traumatic thing about music and albums that almost didn't get made or had terrible catastrophes plaguing their productions. Uh, really just horror stories out of the music industry, would you say, right? Yeah, they're absolutely terrifying. Not quite as scary as collecting skin <laughs> tattoos, but we haven't talked about death metal yet. We're going to be getting there eventually. We're going to talk about Gigi Allen one of these days. Oh, he'll be our grand finale. I tell you that That'll much. come up. That'll come up. I'm sure Tom Waits is going to have some skin play into his story, too. That's <sighs> yeah, there, only makes there's, sense. There's so many different musicians out there who have had just incredible backstories towards their albums and it's one of my favorite things to just research and i was like hey i'll share with spencer and have him listen to awful awful music and it's been a blast throughout this season we have a handful more uh, maybe folks aren't into kanye and if you're not i I urge you give it a try because i'm not either and i enjoyed it (laughs) we have a lot of different music we talk about yeah we've got oasis we've got green day uh we've got metallica i think we're recording next week it's a good time coming up a lot of different genres we touch on. And we've done The Beatles, Steely Dan, Captain Beefheart, Daniel Johnston. Uh, some more recent hits, My Chemical Romance, Guns N' Roses. We even killed Daniel Johnston when we That's talked true. about That's true. We are a cursed podcast, so know that you are mingling with dark magic when you get in with us. But I think they knew that once you started talking about tattoo collections. Uh, this podcast is yet to kill anybody as far as I know. God willing, we're going to do it this year. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Share us with all your friends. And please, subscribe to Blunder uh, there's always a link to it in the description of this podcast. Jack, anything else extra you wanted to plug? Well, I would love to plug nothing. I have nothing. I'll give you the privilege of plugging nothing. I will say I, I came to this show expecting to talk a lot more about the poultry and bovine industry. You're saying maybe the SEO here is a little confusing. Like maybe some folks are. I wonder. How do you end the show? How do you I end me. this show? I'm, I'm just me. here. Uh, uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Watch, listen to Thunderphonics and see. Call my name and make a wish and take a rest because it's the best thing to leave your lips. Is that your best? I'm not impressed.